0: What's good, Keegan? How you been,
1: man? I'm good. I feel like we've been hiding under a rock with these two losses, but other than that, life is good. Got the dogs coming up tomorrow against Mississippi State, and uh, you know, Keegan. Keegan is good. How are you doing, bro? Uh, I'm
0: I'm doing I'm doing good, bro. A lot better than the dogs the last couple weeks, and. You know, I guess some people probably see it as, oh, uh, we, we got some sore losers, can't do podcasts when we get some tails." And, you know, I'll admit, you know, that's probably a little bit of it, but, you know, we've kind of had some schedule changes here too. So, it's, you know, that on top of not really having a whole lot of incentive, Dog Nation, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and apologize. Um, I can't apologize for the Dogs played last couple of weeks. But, you know, coming up this week, this weekend is a, a get-right game, uh, an opportunity to bounce back. And hopefully that comes with, you know, you know, a W, and just getting back on the right track. You know, there's there's some things that we're some goals that we had that are probably out the window right now, but still plenty to play for. Uh, I guess, in my opinion, long term wise, at least.
1: Definitely. What do, what do, what would you say that we are playing for? Like, what comes top of mind when I ask that? Like, so so part finally,
0: part? L- let me let me take a couple steps back. Um, we don't got to go all the way back to Alabama and Florida. But some of the conversations I had with people, um, you know, in the weeks coming up to that, again, the Alabama loss kind of, when you play a good team like that, other good teams show their cracks. The losers usually show their crack, where where they're weak at. And I think a lot of us knew, as fun as Stephen Bennett has been and the wins that he's provided us, I think we realized, even go back a couple podcasts, like we said, he he is not going to be able to take us to the mountaintop, and and that's that's just what it is. Physically, mentally, whatever whatever critiques you have of him, he is just not going to be able to be that guy. And really, I'm not super surprised the Alabama loss, but the Florida loss really just kind of irked me. Um, what what is it that you've seen from Stephen Bennett in the, in these last two losses that um, you know maybe has frustrated you, or you think it's more just an offensive issue?
1: Yeah, I feel like ultimately with what strengths he does have and athletic ability and having some experience, he just doesn't seem to have those X-Factor intangibles. And now Stetson Bennett is a guy that could maybe put it together and maybe he could be that guy, but I I don't think it's necessarily his height or any one thing on paper that makes him not whatever. I think ultimately it's just it might have been his mindset. It could have been the play calling. It could have been... Uh really you name it, I just think he's just not there right now. And and it's Georgia's in a kind of tough situation where I think maybe they knew they knew that, but they just didn't have any other options other than put Cess and Bennett in. Sorry, just second to get that out. What do you what would you think? I mean, do you think it's more play calling? I mean I feel like it, I think we should have just ran the ball with him more, honestly. Uh Because we kind of had that going for us with him, and we didn't really utilize it enough. I thought we could have made our offense a little bit more dynamic. And then some of the more short game stuff that he was kind of limited to would have been a little bit more effective, you know, with some RPO. I didn't see enough of that.
0: Um, I think it's a little bit simpler than that. I know Georgia fans in general, a lot of us are trying to reach for straws. Um, Oh, he's too short, or he doesn't – he's not this and that, like – Listen, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson aren't the biggest quarterbacks ever, but they are just more talented than Stetson Bennett is ever going to be. No disrespect to him at all. He is just not talented enough to win you games at the top of the SEC to take you to the college football playoff. Now, I I give Kirby just a little bit of um, slack here because we had Jamie Newman coming into the season, and this was supposed to be a really great season for us with the defense, uh, with the offensive weapons. I, I really, there's been times when the offensive coordinator is kind of, I've had some head-scratching moments, but, you know, we we scored the first two touchdowns on Florida just with the run game. Um, but it just boils down to Stetson Bennett is just not going to be that guy. Now, the blame I do put on Kirby, and, and I said this to a lot of Florida fans that I work with, um, before the game, I, I said this is this is your opportunity to end our winning streak. You better take it. And, and sure enough, they did. Their offense is all clicking on all cylinders, and their defense is good enough. I've really been one of those people for the longest time to say that defense wins championships. But I think the game has shown us now, and you could say this even with professional basketball, but and professional football. But I think what we're seeing is explosive offenses will put you at the door, and enough defense will bring you across the finish line. And while our system is good, we don't have that quarterback. And where I put blame on Kirby is, again, you got to go all the way back to the Justin Fields situation and how poorly that was handled. I mean, look at what Justin Fields is doing now at Ohio State in an offense where they actually let him play quarterback. I mean, I still remember, I think, they they ran him on quarterback keeps and quarterback design runs all the time. Like yeah, dude, he's black, but like let him play quarterback. <laughs> we mishandled it for the hometown kid and Jake Fromm, which I kind of understand because he had just leading us almost to the promised land. But you you've got to have you've got to have the nutsack. You've got to have enough confidence in your team and see a talent to be like this guy got to play. So now Jake Fromm's gone, and Justin Fields' gone, and this is this is where we're at. So with that being said, I do place a little bit of that blame on Kirby, but he has decided now, going into Mississippi State, that we'll see J.T. Daniels. And I've been waiting on this call for, for a long time, so I'm really hoping J.T. Daniels, with his three years left of eligibility, is the next chapter of Georgia football quarterback, Stephen Bennett all due respect, did what he could, played played well. But, again, when Florida come, when Alabama come, when the cream of the crop at the SEC shows up, he is not talented enough to get it done. Not about his height, not about his this and that. Decision-making, sure, but he is not talented enough. And that's it. That's why he's a walk-on. Or that's why he was a walk-on. It's, it's very simple in my eyes.
1: I feel like he could have just executed better. I feel like he had many turnovers, and maybe he's not talented enough. I don't know. I mean, I, feel like I mean, I've,
0: you, I've, you can't execute. Isn't that like if you're 6'5", and you've got all the physical things, but you can't execute, then you're not talented enough to execute. So, I mean, you know, take say it in whatever frame you want to, but it still comes down to the same thing. He's not good enough. That, that's all there is to it.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's ready. I'll definitely say that. I, I, I'm like, optimistic for him as a person that he could maybe be, I don't know, maybe like an arena football player or something like one day. Like, if he loves the game like he does, like I feel like he just made a bunch of mistakes in both of those games and really didn't – he didn't play as well as he had played, and he had already kind of shown us some inconsistency. And then I guess, he, you know, against better teams, they kind of exposed that, and he didn't do a whole lot to uh, – what, how many – like turnovers or interceptions to linemen three
0: Uh, I'm not really sure I didn't get I didn't get a count on that
1: it was at least two (laughs) two too many (laughs) yeah it
0: was too much whatever it was it was too much
1: that's ridiculous anyway yeah I think JT Daniels does give us like a bright spot and I'm hoping you're right it's just hard to if if this tells us anything it's hard to plan like I feel like you can blame Kirby some, like I don't it's hard to say exactly how much. But like you said, you know, Justin Justin Fields as great as a player as I think he will be and hindsight is gonna make Kirby look really bad. But at the same time, you know, Jake Fromm did just lead us to a national championship game and his sophomore year, by all accounts he competed he out competed against Justin Fields. That's, and then, really, his junior year, he kind of fell off. And that's where it started looking like a – just, like, he really dropped the ball because it's like – I don't think Jake Fromm really had that great of a junior season compared to – you know, it's pretty good by all accounts, but not, not – he had a little bit of a drop-off. And then Justin Fields comes on the scene with, like, you know, a Heisman contending season. So – and now you see what he's doing now, this, like, unbelievable numbers. Right.
0: So, in a vacuum, <laughs> easy to make these calls. But take, take yeah. Jake Fromm. That's a perfect example. Jake Fromm was the better quarterback when Justin Fields got here. And like right. you said, he fell off junior year. That is essentially, you know, hitting his ceiling, quote, unquote, right? And right. he never did too much better than that. Now, that was good. He went to the NFL. He's going to be a decent quarterback regardless of how his career looks like. But – I mean, to see Justin Fields go to Iowa State the very next year and be in New York for the Heisman ceremony just shows you whose ceiling was far higher. Again, at the time, sure, start Jake Fromm, but you've got to be looking as a coach. And again, hindsight makes it very easy for us to say, but as a coach, as an offensive coordinator, whoever that is, you've got to look, you've got to try to look and see what hindsight's gonna be like. Okay, Jake Fromm is this right now, but the potential, the upside, the ceiling, the floor—however you want to look at it—for Justin Fields, this kid went number number one. He was right there with Trevor Lawrence for a reason, and we just let this guy walk out the door because we don't want to hurt Jake Fromm's feelings. Like, yeah, I'm, it's so easy for us to do the whole "What have you done for me lately." But damn, what have you done for me lately, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's real. And like as a it's easy for us the fans to sit here and cry about it and ah about it, but as a coach, that is a part of your job. You've gotta be able to see that. You've gotta be able to see that. And Kirby didn't handle it well. And we're we're seeing kind of a pain for it now. Who knows who knows how it would have panned out, but I, I got to lay some of that on Kirby. Some of that. Now I love Kirby. Don't get me wrong, but I got to lay that on Kirby. I, I got to. I got to.
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing is, is like if you look at our quarterback room coming into the season, it really shouldn't have been a, an issue. Like you know, we had Jamie Newman. We got yeah. a couple of younger guys. Then we got like worst case scenario stuff. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So it. But the thing is, is like I think Jamie Newman, same kind of thing hindsight being twenty twenty. But now if you look at it, we got a lot of like emerging quarterbacks coming into this next draft who are like balling out. And, you know, that might affect his draft stock to where, you know, someone like J T Daniels, I don't think he's really necessarily been healthy and ready to, to get on the field, but uh, I don't know what it was that kept Jamie Newman from getting, you know, trying to go through the season. Was it competition? Duan Mathis and JT Daniels, that's what some people say. Or was it, you know, the COVID deal? Or was it, you know, we can just, we can speculate all day. It really doesn't matter. The main thing is now is, like you said, we have JT Daniels kind of coming in. And it gives us a bright spot, but also something to look forward to. And I think that's the thing. Even like, you look at Florida, they knew eventually Kyle Trask would be a senior and he'd be out there like, in the ball. You know, I think that's ultimately what you got to look for is looking down the line. And we got to get a little bit better at developing quarterbacks and then getting a reputation for putting quarterbacks in the league. And then we'll have more guys willing and wanting to stick around even if they are, uh, you know, the next big shot. Like, I'm hoping that our young guys – like, some of these guys could be a Kyle Trask for our – you know – He's killing it, but I'm just saying. Like in in theory, you know, let their skills develop. We got some young guys now that like I'm hoping will actually stick around. Let's say J.T. Daniels. He's already a red shirt sophomore, right? So, or yeah, so he's he's draft eligible at the end of this year. Is that right? I think I mean, I, think I,
0: that's I, right. I think he's got three years of eligibility from what I heard because he okay. he was
1: so the injury
0: USC. Got the medical red shirt, yeah. So he—I don't even think he's played. Yeah. May, he's played maybe one full season. He's got—we're—we're we're gonna have him for the next two to three years, given he doesn't hop so, on the scene and explode.
1: Yeah, and I'm—I'm I'm thinking he could ball out this year and next year, and then be gone. Technically, he like he's, exactly, because
0: yeah, he's going exactly. be
1: old enough. So it's—it's it's not a as a fan. It's actually like the best case scenario because then. If Dwan Mathis stays loyal, you know, he'll be, a, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. But if he stays around, then he'll be a junior or, yeah, he'll be a redshirt junior. And, uh, you know, that then he might be actually ready to, to kind of blossom as a starting quarterback for us. And then we might – and then same thing, Brock Vandergrift. you know, when he gets in there, he'll be – uh, what, uh, you know, sophomore, junior. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just
0: a sophomore. There's going to be other people.
1: We basically. just have to get. I guess, yeah. What I'm just getting at is this: we have to get, at, and I say we. The coaches have to get good at managing that and knowing, okay, these are our windows. These are when these guys are coming in. These guys are leaving. We we got to have a plan, uh, to be to be able to combat the attrition that naturally happens. The transfer season that you know is now like a free agency and some of the other things that you can just come to expect like maybe there's a pandemic next season or and our starting quarterback gets, gets it like god forbid but like we have to have some depth and just kind of be in that mindset because what hasn't been happening is we haven't had a, a senior quarterback really since what Aaron Murray Hudson Mason but like that's yeah, you know, it's been a minute. So we've we've. I, I understand that it was great that we could have Jake Fromm come in and do the things he did, but that's not always going to be the best case scenario. Like this year, obviously, it wasn't. Like we have two freshman quarterbacks that weren't the next Jake Fromm. So, like something's got to give. We can't keep letting that be what our plan B is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we're, we're trying to be a championship team. Like we gotta this is the best. this is the most important position in the sport like and like i i i think that uh this is like a bull mini bold prediction for the dog fans but i i believe that we'll have three national titles in this 1920s or or not 2020 span because of just the way we're recruiting like we're getting consistent top like we're right there knocking at the door every year i just think it's just a numbers game we'll probably have, like, three national titles if we just keep at it, especially if we can do what we're doing in this class with Brock Vandergriff and the following class is getting these elite, top-tier QBs. Not like, you know, like, someone like DeJuan Mathis, as good as he is, he's probably not going to be really doing his thing. And, you know, it's going to take a couple years to get him to develop. And if the other thing is, is, like, we have to be willing to take some chances and risk. Like, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, we got two losses this season, and we could have been developing Juan Mathis. Who knows, maybe if we'd have started him from the very beginning, just let him take his lumps and, you know, learn from his mistakes. My loss against Bama, but who knows, I'd have been ready for Florida. You know what I mean? But like, we know that we can beat most of the teams just by handing the ball off. For these other games. So so it's like what what is I'm just that is where my critique come in comes in is like what are we actually thinking about as a coaching staff? Like how are we actually attacking these problems? Are we thinking about that? Because that's how it works. Like Kyle Trask has kind of been trash. He's been Kyle Trash off and on. And so is that's Joe Burrow. I was planning on Joe Burrow too. But the guys developed. So if if we don't have that mindset or have a QB coach or be kind of thinking in those ways of, you know, we can't just be holding up. Like we, we kind of know what we got with Stetson Bennett, you know? So that's the thing about it. Uh, the coaches, Coach Smart said it. We like what we got with Stetson. Well, as in they know what they got. They know what they have. Like uh, we play the game we need to play with Stetson Bennett. Yeah, we probably could win. But the thing is we have been doing that <laughs> and now, you know, we're looking at Stetson Bennett to be Mike Vick or something, or so, somebody that's just a game breaker, and he's not. So we gotta, we gotta be realistic. And and I would just challenge the coaches to not be so conservative. Like if it's like when Jamie Newman opted out, we just kind of, you know, held on to the to, to Stetson. We just were very conservative. I feel like, and I feel like it ultimately held us back some, and kept, you know, some of these younger guys from developing. But now we got JT moving forward, so hopefully it's just a whole new chapter, like you said, and we can kind of forget about this and then have something to really, you know, be proud of and be excited for these next elite matchups. You know, maybe we knock off a big team in a bowl game or something with JT at the helm and that kind of, Sets the tone moving forward because I feel like most people's frustration, including myself and probably Stu stucco, has been directed at the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, and and if there's this is one thing that's become very apparent for me with our program. Um, we, we just picked up an elite uh, linebacker, I believe he is, Smell Mondin, five yeah. um, star recruit. We're going to continue to recruit with the best of the best defense, offensive line, skill players. But until Georgia can get a handle on the quarterback situation, until we get a bona fide star, or at least a fringe bona fide star, It doesn't have to be a top draft pick, but, like, you know, say we're playing NCAA 2020. Like, when you trot that team out in the field, you're going to need a star underneath your quarterback. That's what it's going to take for us to win a national championship. It, it, it's become very apparent to me because the game has changed. I know Kirby is a defensive well, coach. And I want him to keep that mindset, but until we get until we get an elite level quarterback, it, it, it's it's not going to happen for us. Because for for our team, look, I mean, the success of our team historically, the success of our team since Kirby's been here, we Jake Fromm has been the closest thing to an elite level quarterback that we've had, and we and we've been good. Yes, we have other components to the team. Well, let, me, until, let me tell you this: we get that again, it, it, it's not going to happen for us. It, it's not going to yeah. happen. And until an offensive coordinator comes in or the right decision can be made. And that starts this week at Mississippi State. That's why this is such a big game for us. It's not about Mississippi State so much. Is can JT Daniel either be the next guy or be the next guy for long enough for that Brock Vandergriff or Carson Beck or whoever the next guy is? We need a star at the quarterback position for us to be as successful as we want to be. And that's just it's just become very apparent to me in the past couple weeks because look, look at what's beat us. Look at the only yeah. thing that can beat us. An elite well, offense with a decent quarterback to push that. Kyle Trask and Matt Jones aren't bona fide stars, but they dang sure drop 50, 40-plus on our heads, and that's the only thing that can beat us. Go back to LSU. Yeah. Go back to
1: whatever. That's it. Right. I feel like, I feel like Kyle Trask is that dude. I feel like he is balling out, and I feel like Mac Jones is balling out, too. I feel like those guys get a... They're a little bit underrated, and they are killing it, so it's just... It's just, you know, we'll know at the next level to see, really, how far their talent will get them. Uh, But I agree with what you're saying about the star, but I just want to kind of point out and emphasize the fact that we don't just need a star. We need a, a star for what we're trying to do for our offense. It's not just an elite player someone that's going to fit the scheme and i feel like that's where we really are having to hang up because we got all these guys that aren't necessarily uh i guess at least stetson bennett was isn't he's not going to be able to provide the same kind of upside that really any of the other quarterbacks can provide and i feel like they just aren't the coaches just weren't comfortable even though they might have had more talent uh but that's where I think, you know, you can simplify the game. You can slow it down. Uh, you know, you put Dwan Mathis out there and just kind of run RPO. It's going to be – like, he knows how to do that. So, like, I don't understand why we didn't do that kind of thing. But that's just – you know, we could have we done it one way and just shaped our offense more around what we had this year, you know, and, and made Stetson Bennett even more effective. I think it's something we didn't do well enough, obviously. Or – you know, we have uh, we the complete opposite. You know, instead of uh, you know, we have an offense we want to run. We pick the guy that's best for that style. You know, I mean, it's it's one or the other, but it's getting that consistency, and I think that's really what is making a difference in these other teams' offenses. Is that when you know, if you got a certain kind of player, you you cater to that their play style, and you you find ways to make it happen. Like there, there's no uh that's the difference, you know that's what, and I think I think with someone like Stetson Bennett, you're just limited to like you said, going with j c you know maybe he can i don't think, and I don't think he will just be a placeholder, I think he will be that dude i think he's he's done it for u s c at least been uh shown some flashes as a freshman, and you know I think if he can just stay consistent. I mean, I think, what, he won a national title in high school? That's pretty cool. <laughs> like, Not not many people can say they did that at, at that level of, you know, some t- sometimes that's as far as it gets because they had, you know, uh, all the other stars on the, the team weren't necessarily a quarterback. But that's it's pretty – he's got a good resume. He's He's been an elite recruit. He was, uh, what, number three in his class, uh, QB. Uh, five star guy, like he's he's every box that we want checked. He he might as well be a Brock Vandergriff or Stockton Gunner Stockton or who you know whoever you want to name for these next up and coming classes. Like he's got it all on paper, so you know it really comes down to coaching at that point. And then sometimes these guys just don't show up. You know sometimes they're five stars playing like three stars or three stars playing like five stars. That's just part of the development part, and that might be where we need to get better at developing the guys we got. Because do you know if we have a QB? Someone was saying recently we didn't, and I couldn't really find mention. Uh,
0: last, last I heard, I think the uh, Buster Faulkner, the dude that Todd Munkin brought with him, kind of serves as like the QB overhead. I know he's an analyst mm-hmm. technically, but I think he kind of, I think he kind of works with Todd Munkin as far as developing the quarterback specifically. And uh, going with that, I think JT Daniels, not only is he not a one-trick pony, and, again, I I really don't mean to disrespect Stetson Bennett, but RPOs, that's more his flow. And then he likes to throw over the middle to the tight end because that's a high percentage throw, and he doesn't have the accuracy and the arm strength to make all the throws on the outside deep fade. JT does. JT has all of those in his bag. And the reason that it matters is is because when you go up against uh, a Nick Saban or a Bill Belichick in the NFL, they are going to take away what you're good at. And once you take away what Stetson Bennett is good at, that's it. You're done. Now, right. with JT, you can't do that. He can do, when he's healthy, probably see a little bit more RPO and read option. Of course, he can throw it over the middle. But go back and watch his highlight, highlight film from high school. He will throw bombs on you. Left side fade, right side fade, uh, post routes, uh, skinny posts, corners, double he he got all that in his bag, so you can't just eliminate that. And I think that in itself, I could be absolutely wrong, but I think JT Daniels, I don't know if it's going to come against Mississippi State or it's going to take time, but I think you're going to see this offense as he learns the playbook, as he gets comfortable opening up simply because he can make throws. I mean, go back and look at whether it's the losses or the wins. If Stetson Bennett hits, is a little bit more accurate and hits some of the open receivers that he missed or maybe even yeah. some of the kind of tightly covered ones, not only would we have destroyed the teams that we beat, but then we're in a different situation against the teams that we've lost. And that's the difference. It is absolutely no disrespect to Stetson. It's, he just doesn't have that in his bag at this point and you only have so many years in college, and as a walk-on, your talent, they, they assume that your talent, you're starting lower. So development is one thing, yes. But his ceiling, his ceiling is limited. Again, he's not a Kyler Murray. He's not a Russell he's Wilson. Not. It has nothing to do with his physical attributes. It's its how well can you play the quarterback position. And Stetson's played well enough to get a scholarship in the SEC, he is not good enough to take us to Atlanta or hasn't been up to this point without a couple miracles or Florida just employing on themselves and definitely not for the college football uh, playoffs. because you'll see the teams that will get there, you'll see the caliber of quarterbacks that they have, even Ian Book for Notre Dame, which I know the media is going to push so hard to get into the playoff, but he's been there long enough to where his ceiling, he's fully matured as a quarterback. He is his bet now than what he's going to be. He's a running quarterback. So I'm really hoping this JT Daniel thing is the next chapter. Whether it's a placeholder or not, I think the kid's talented, but time will tell. Time will tell, and it's going to start It's going to start this weekend.
1: Let's say he balls out. How does that affect recruiting, positively or negatively? I, get, I could see it kind of going either way. Like it's, Other quarterbacks
0: playing. and other skill players will want to come and play where they know they're going to see – offensive production at the University of Georgia. It's like, oh, because if, if, you're, if you're a running back, you're always going to want to go to Georgia, hand down, no doubt. But if George Pickens starts going off, our freshman wide receivers start going off, Kiaris Jackson, if these guys start eating it up, skill players are going to want to come here. More tight ends, more five stars. Not to say that we're not doing that now, but if we become explosive, you know, it, it really does help when the media is on your side as cliche or whatever as it is, when you're putting up highlights and you're doing the things that Joe Burrow and them did last year, they're going to get a lot of, you know, a lot of love just off that one season. And, you know, shallow or not, that's what it's going to take. Like, we're good defensively. We're going to have to start showing up on the national stage offensively. That's the only thing we lack, and that's at the quarterback position. So
1: well that's we going to be watch out. We're, uh, sorry to jump. You guys, uh, you're good. you Yeah. Yeah, so we we need some momentum going into next season. We're going to be playing Clemson to start off. And exactly. they're no slouch, and they're going to have, uh, you know, either Trevor probably might stay, oh, maybe. be
0: gone, and they'll have what's-his-name out there, bro,
1: unless, they, yeah. unless
0: the extra year of ed- eligibility convinces some people. I,
1: I don't know. You know, he'll probably be gone, but he knows. But, uh, or that DJ guy, so either one of them, but – they're ballers, so we're gonna have to be like we're gonna have to be ready. They're gonna have a good team. No
0: yeah, either way, it.
1: they're gonna be set. Yeah, and so that's why I want to start
0: it now. So, dude, I'm I'm really hoping like and and put put this into context. Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Um, I'm not even sure who their quarterback is right now, but they're they're gonna try to score on us. They've seen they've seen the way you beat Georgia is you lay it all out there. They're good on defense, but if you attack that secondary deep on the on the edges, you you can get some you can get some tutties out of that and they're going to attack that so <laughs> jd is not going to be thrown in the fire per se because we've got so much talent around him. but he's going to have to help us put points on the board so i think this is otherwise this mississippi state game would be probably just uh a bore fact it'd just be it just be another dominating game but this is this is going to be big
1: this is so going to be is, big is richard lecount going to be back
0: I think he's back. I think he's healthy. From what I've heard, I haven't heard anything else. Like I said, it's been a couple weeks. I haven't been in my Georgia bag here lately, just kind of soaking this in. But we back now, and I think it's time. I think it's time that we start going to next season. But I'm also tired of saying next season, next season, next season. Like, I want one shining season, just one. Give me just one.
1: Hey, I'm telling you now, we're going to have three. (laughs) Like before, it, before twenty
0: the twenty twenties are over?
1: It's gonna be three. I, I like legit believe that. I'm not even just it sounds nice, but like I like know it's gonna happen. Like at least two, probably three, maybe even more than that. But like I wanna yeah. be
0: there, dude, and I, I said Kirby was gonna get us there by now and I, I have no shame in saying that look, I did. And look he had so and again, so that quarterback position, I'm not saying that. I, I'm, I'm refraining from that until I see the QB position. On
1: on right. paper, on paper, we have lined up uh, JT Daniels, maybe a developed Dwayne Mathis or a developed Carson Beck, and and then following with like a developed Brock Vandergriff. Like that's that's a or younger, but either either or, like
0: we've had that before. We had Jacob Easton. we had Justin Fields, we had Jake Fromm, and we didn't get it done. So, but so we went to the I, national I, championship. We went yeah, to the national yeah, championship. we went, we went, and we'll always we remember that season. We'll always remember that season, but we didn't get it done. So,
1: hey, it,
0: but we. That, that's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying.
1: I'm just. I'm. I'm, okay, I'm here. I'm and that's valid. It's it's so true, but also like. We have – we're going to keep knocking on that door. And this is like – what I'm what I'm telling myself is there's probably going to be seven years I'm going to be hella disappointed. Like, I already if – if my expectations are ten national championships, it's like, let's be – let's talk about expectations because it affects our fanhood and just how we can enjoy the game or not. Like, what are the expectations like? That's why this season, to me, is a little disappointing. Like I had high expectations. Like if this was Georgia Tech, I'd be pumped. If this is Tennessee, I'd be singing Rocky Top right now. But it's it's Georgia football. We, well, it's a good thing that we're a little upset because it means this is this is how it ought to feel. We're a little entitled now. We're spoiled. Like we got, we ought to want these things. Like we ought to expect a little bit more. That's great. It's just like what are the expectations? Like for me, I'm thinking, look, there's probably gonna be seven years out of the next (laughs) 10 might disappoint me. But I feel like there's probably three. And that's why I'm going to keep watching and keep rooting because I never know which one's the three. Hey, it might be this year. Like, everybody could get COVID. Like, it'd be horrible. But it could just be us. Like, last last, uh, team's immune system standing this year. Like, you never know. So, you know, I don't want to wish you don't know. I'm just saying, you just never know when it's going to be your year. And that's. Hey, we we hit under a rock, but we we brought it back because we love the dogs. We love doing this. We love y'all. We hope you enjoy the dialogue and can keep an optimistic spirit and realize that hey, we like we have like no reason to believe that we won't have three national titles in the 2020s. Like no reason not to believe that. Like I'm saying, I got reason for believing. Like I'm saying, we got. If the QB's position, we got defense locked down. You know, we could do better, but it's been, it's been a leap. If, we, if we're saying the QB's t- position is what's holding us back, we got a lot of reason to be optimistic there, and it starts with tomorrow, and I'm going to be pumped, looking looking forward for this next chapter.
0: Tomorrow's going to be a big step in, in a good direction, I hope. Uh, yeah. With that being said, uh, what are you thinking, just kind of off the top, how you feeling in Mississippi State, Georgia? You got a score prediction you want to give me real quick?
1: My prep has been almost non-existent this week. Oh, same here, bro. Same
0: here. So, is-
1: so I'm going to so this is going to be real from the spirit. I'm going to say uh Georgia pops it off a little more than expected with JT Daniels two touchdowns uh and on his behalf and uh, it's going to be 38. No, 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 no. 30 33-10. Uh, we, we, we get a lot of 10s, I feel like. 33
0: 10. I, I think yeah, we write the ship. Um, I, I'm going to go offensively, I think we write the ship. Defense, I, we don't have too many problems. Uh, but Mississippi State's got leech, like I said. I'm But I'm going dog big just to kind of get back into the spotlight. And I think Kirby's been in the ear of the team, like, Yes, some of our goals are out of the window unless something crazy happens. But we can go ahead and start looking at the future. I'm going 41, 17, dogs on top, and in an offensive day with J.T. with J.T. Daniels showing why he came out as a five star. I like it. I'll, I'll place my optimism there, but I'm going to hold my reservations for for the 2020s and. <laughs> All that, just until I see the quarterback position handled. So, hey, uh, hey, dog don't I, I don't like it, but I only give it where it's earned, and I, I just gotta be like that, bro. I got I gotta be like that.
1: Well, remember me saying that?
0: Oh, it's on it's the, on record now. It's on record now, bro.
1: It's 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 real because it's only a matter. To, like I've seen this game my whole life, and I know how this thing goes, it's only a matter of t- Just like it was only a matter of time for Florida to beat us this year. It's only a matter of time before, like, we're like the Alabama or really just we're like the, at that level. Like, we're going to pass them. <laughs> like, or whoever it is for that matter. Like, really. I believe it. But anyway. Go nation.
0: We love you. Thank you for joining us. Georgia, Atlanta, I'm proud of you guys. I love y'all.
1: Hey, y'all know what it is. Off the Leash. Off the Leash.